Welcome to Soul Surgery Podcast. This week we're talking with the clinical director, Tanya Holland, about trauma and the trauma program at Soul Surgery. Tanya, tell us more about it. Our philosophy on treating substance abuse and co-occurring disorders is that we really treat the root of the issue. Oftentimes that's trauma. So our clinicians are specialized in treating trauma through EMDR, through somatic experiencing. We offer some uh, ability for the patient to do some actual physical work with massage therapy to work on the somatic process of trauma healing. We encourage individuals to really dig deep and work on those issues that are underlying the substance abuse because we believe that unless those underlying issues are targeted, that resolution and recovery is not going to be sustainable for an individual. So when we talk about trauma treatment and the ways that we work through navigating those traumatic experiences that have led to substance abuse or other maladaptive coping, we look at three ways of moving through that. The first is stabilization and managing responses. So we want to make sure that they're not using, that they're physically safe, that they just have that safety surrounding them. We give them psychoeducation. We teach them about the process of addiction. We teach them the ways that the chemicals that they're taking is impacting their mood, their mind, their bodies. And then we give them some skills so that they can manage their trauma responses. The second part of trauma treatment is really the processing and grieving of those traumatic memories. And that we do through cognitive behavioral therapy, through eye movement desensitization, reprocessing therapy, so EMDR. We do that through body psychotherapy and sensor motor psychotherapy. And we really help the individual move through that traumatic event. So first we're giving them the skills and the education of what to expect and how to work through it. Then we're actually moving through it. And what comes from that is then the third piece is where they reconnect with the world. So once they're able to navigate those negative experiences and see how it's been impacting their relationships with others and themselves, they're able to reconnect in the world in a different way. Often that means that they have to leave behind a life they've been living, whether it's um, with friends that use or family members that are verbally abusive or just creating a new habit and way of being in the world that's different to lead them in operating in more positive and meaningful ways. When we look at how to treat trauma, we also have to be aware of the patient's ability to continue the work. So how committed are they to doing the work? Because it takes a lot of work to navigate and move through trauma. It takes a lot of commitment. So our staff is here to help the patient make that commitment because oftentimes they don't see the benefit of ceasing the behavior. That behavior feels good, that behavior feels normal, that behavior feels like what they are used to and have lived for so long. I often talk about the whack-a-mole analogy. So when we're working with substance abuse, we wanna be careful that as we navigate through traumatic experiences and are working on the difficult pieces that need to be addressed, 
or managing other maladaptive issues. So that game of whack-a-mole where at the arcade one mole pops up and you have to hit it and then another mole pops up and you have to hit it and it goes on and on is really what it's like to do trauma work because as a person is working through these negative experiences that don't feel good, all of a sudden something pops up gambling or sex addiction or uh, cutting some behavior that mole pops up and we as clinicians have to be aware of that and pop that mole back down with managing those trauma responses through those skills as I mentioned cognitive behavior therapy dialectical behavior therapy is another treatment modality we use to help people navigate and not engage in maladaptive responses So just like in that arcade game where the moles are going incessantly for a while, it then ceases, the game's over. And the same is true for trauma treatment, that as the individual learns to mitigate and navigate those negative experiences and not engage in those maladaptive behaviors, then we're able to see the light at the end of the tunnel, which is that reconnection with themselves and the world in a different, more meaningful way. Those maladaptive behaviors no longer need to exist because the individual has learned to manage the negative or perceived negative experiences that they've had before. On today's episode, we are going to talk about post-traumatic growth. So post-traumatic growth is positive change that's experienced as a result of something negative occurring in a person's life. So this major life crisis or traumatic event can be anything from a divorce to a car accident to sexual trauma. It's really something that occurs that has shaken someone to their core. So although post-traumatic growth is this positive idea, it doesn't negate the fact that those experiences are negative. What it does do, however, is helps us look at those negative experiences in terms of what have we gained from that. So post-traumatic growth tends to occur in five areas. So some people that go through these experiences develop new opportunities in their careers. Some develop new possibilities that weren't present before. A second area of change is the relationship with others changes. So when we experience something really negative or something that, again, shakes us to our core, we reevaluate our relationship with others and how we connect and see the world. So some experience closer relationships with people that they've had before and some experience increase in compassion and connection with others that have suffered in similar ways. Third area of possible change is an increase in a way an individual sees themselves and the strength that they have. So when we go through something that's horrible and we come through on the other side, we're able to see that we had the strength to endure that event. And then again, the idea is that not only did we endure it, but we thrived from going through that. That idea that if I lived through that, I can face anything. So fourth experience uh, that we have from post-traumatic growth is just that greater appreciation for life. So when someone goes through something terrible, they've experienced horrific loss or grief, experienced something very challenging in their life, they're able to have this recognition that um, not only have they survived that, but they have an opportunity to make changes in their lives that they haven't before. 
that they have sometimes a deepening in their belief system or their spiritual lives. That deepening spiritual experience often occurs when we're in our lowest moments. So it's really something that we look at with post-traumatic growth. Again, just because you experience the growth doesn't mean that you won't suffer or that you had that negative experience, but that distress that we had, those negative experiences, that we can grow from that and change. So our hope, of course, is that we never experience such a crisis, but when we do, we're able to have that sense of what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. And through that attitude, that belief system that we have um, created an opportunity for closer relationship with others and that deeper sense of gratitude, we're able to fully engage in the process of working through other struggles. And really, I like to think of addiction in terms of something that is an opportunity for post-traumatic growth that the only way we can work through addictive issues, whether it be substance abuse or eating disorder or gambling, is that we look at that, we work through the underlying issues and we say, gosh, you know, I've gained so much from this experience. I didn't recognize the relationships I had before were destructive or I have a new appreciation for family connection. And again, being stronger and and being tougher uh, doesn't necessarily mean that we don't still experience vulnerabilities and that life isn't hard. It just means that we're being able to be connected with ourselves in life in a different way. So through recovery, people realize as they step away from their destructive coping, they can embrace that life with a new view, a new way of relating to others, relationships just in general become more meaningful. And individuals that go through experiences that seem negative and when they step away from their destructive coping they can embrace life with a new view and that new way of relating to others that just becomes more meaningful and I find in in talking with patients and their families that those experiences of trauma really strengthen families those experiences of addiction really help families come closer and become more real. They start discussing issues that weren't discussed before in family sessions or in their family dynamics. So really that psychological stress, whether it's trauma or substance abuse, is an opportunity for an individual to flourish. It's an opportunity to take something that's destructive and create something that's beautiful and has meaning for them later in life. And If one can engage in a process in that more meaningful and grateful way of being in the world, it creates resilience. So when other opportunities come that experience, one would experience as negative, individuals are able to approach that with some resiliency knowing they've faced struggles before and they can work through them again. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you or a loved one are struggling with alcoholism or addiction or mental health issues and need to speak with someone, please call Soul Surgery at 866-438-9041. That's 866-438-9041.